Warning, this podcast contains discussions of an adult nature and sometimes a graphic nature. It's not suitable for children, strong language, and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, hello and welcome to The Witch's Grim. Stories and education with a witchy twist. If it's weird, we want to talk about it. So, pull up a broom, holster that wand, and get comfy, because we're about to get started. Hello, and welcome to the new season of The Witches Grim. I am Lola, and I am here with my co-host, Lacey, and today we have an interesting one for you. But before we get into it, we did want to just give you guys a little heads up about what to expect in this coming season. So Lacey and I sat down and we had a discussion the other day, uh, actually using a planner that Magic of Eye had sent to us. We absolutely loved it, and it motivated us to sit down and plan out what we want for the next two seasons. So for this season, season four, correct? Yes, season four. Season four, we have decided to kind of, instead of just bringing you the same type of information, we wanted to make things shaken up a little bit, but kind of take a little bit of the guesswork out of it for us. So we have each week is going to be something different. So one week we're going to have fun and funny. You guys can obviously make suggestions on what funny things you want us to cover. So it'd be things like um, what do basic witches say? I mean, in the past, we've talked about things like spiritual vibrators and witchy (laughs) vibrators and stuff like that. So anything that you guys think would be fun or funny for us to cover, we'll cover that week. We know that some of the months coming up in the new season are going to have five weeks, and that's when we're going to have a guest speaker. We're going to have a week of education that's going to be on actual witch education. So we've decided to bring that into the show. So we would cover things like spell casting or sex magic, or if that particular month has something special happening in it, like in July or June will be uh, Litha. We'll go ahead and cover summer solstice and we'll talk about things that you can do. So we'll do a little bit of education on that. So we just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that so that you would know what to expect and look forward to. We have decided that we have planned when we're going to end seasons and when we're not. The last two times we ended seasons because each of us had some type of personal issue that was going on. I was deployed and I was getting ready to go home and I was feeling very overwhelmed. Lacey got very sick, ended up in the hospital. So we had to cut the season short so that she could have her time in the hospital to recover and then come back out. So we just, we wanted to put that out there for you guys to understand. So today we're going to cover cults because this seems to be a huge thing on social media right now. Obviously in the witch talk sphere, there's, there's a lot of talk of potential cults that are showing up within the witch community. But I can tell you that I've seen cults show up in the love and light community. I've seen cults show up in the Christian community, the evangelical community. Yeah. So if there is, yeah, if there's some type of spirituality involved, there's potential for a cult. And that's unfortunate because the reason for spirituality is desire for something bigger than ourselves. And unfortunately, a cult can fill that bill. So we're going to talk about two cults today. One of them is called the love has won and if you've been following the news you know that love has won has been in the news recently now it's been in the news on and off for a while for a few years but specifically it's been in the news because there's a twist at the end 
And then we're going to cover one that we didn't know about until Lacey's daughter, Savvy, was doing a school project and found out that apparently Pythagoras, who invented the Pythagorean theorem that we use in math, he's the one that also had a cult. Yes. So we're going <laughs> we're gonna to cover both of those. I'm going to cover the love has one. Lacey's going to cover the Pythagoras cult. And then at the end, we're just going to discuss with you guys some things to look out for. A lot of people are like, I don't understand how people join cults. It's actually easier than you think. It starts out very much like a narcissistic relationship. They love bomb you. They talk you into situations. They make you feel real good. And then all of a sudden when they got you and they got you hooked in, then they start to do the, the problematic behavior. Same thing with a cult. And so we're going to talk about those things so that you guys can be well educated. So if you see yourself or a friend or a family member that's kind of getting into one of those situations that's a little bit questionable, then you can either step out or you can help a friend or a family member step out and you can avoid having that mentality in the spiritual community. So as I mentioned, the love has one is the first cult and uh, this one is an interesting one. So it was started by a woman named Amy Carlson. So to give you a little bit of backstory about Amy Carlson, she was born in 1975. She grew up in Texas. What's really interesting about her is she was a straight eight student and she was very popular. So I feel like when I think about a popular person, and this is nothing against popular people, I have been popular in the past, but I feel like there's a level of um, manipulation that it mm -hmm. takes to be popular. And in, <laughs> in, again, like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative about popular people, but there is like a group think, uh, conformity that's required to be in, yeah. in popular. And it usually, um, more often than not stems from fear. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Social isolation, abuse. Yeah. Those types of things. So, I mean, popularity can potentially build you know a cult mentality as well Not cult behavior um she has been married three times and from those three marriages she actually has children and i i know that she has multiple fathers i don't know how many she had with each father but i believe she has a daughter and two sons it might be a daughter and three sons when she was in her third marriage she all of a sudden had her spiritual awakening so she was on the Dr. Phil show and her parents and her sisters actually talked about how in about 30 years old, she just started talking about the starseed stuff and spaceships and, you know, just some weird, bizarre things. And some of the people she was hanging out with changed and stuff like that. And so the family was like, okay, this sounds really weird. Well, then during that time, she got so involved with this thought process that she decided to leave her third husband and her children, like just straight out left them. Wow. When, yeah. And her mom actually said on Dr. Phil that she wasn't very maternal to begin with, mm -hmm. but Amy claims on the Dr. Phil show that she was devastated that she had to leave her children, but that her angels told her that she had to go, that this was her mission, and that if she didn't do it, no one else would, and that of she course. mourned for her children for the first year. That's it. Just a year. That's all. That's, That's all, all it took was just a year to mourn her kids. No big deal. Just a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, in 2006, around this time that she left her third 
husband and she left her children behind. I guess she signed the papers over to the, the fathers and everything is what she said in one of the videos. She started to call herself Mother God. Oh, yeah. okay. And so I'll talk I, about- I thought for a second you were gonna say Mother Gothel. No, no, Mother God, <laughs> Mother God. <laughs> Um, and she started a new age spiritualized spiritual organization that is called love has one. And the reason she calls it love has one, you can actually go to her website and, and if it's still up, I'm not positive if it's still up on her website, it actually talked about some of the things I'm going to mention that she said. And the reason that she did love has one was because she claims that love won when she was able to ascend and overcome her her human struggles so the reason she like was able to do it. that yeah the reason she was able to do that was because love had won so that's why this this organization is known as love has won but it's also known as now as the love has won cult okay So after she left her husband, she started this organization and the way that she would recruit members is she would start doing live streams. I assume since this is back in 2006, 2007 timeframe that this was probably Facebook. Um, well, they didn't have the live stream feature back then. So she must've been, cause 2006 is when YouTube formed. So I'm wondering if she started making videos on YouTube or if she was doing it from a website, but I actually saw clips of some of her old videos. So she would talk about these ideas that I'm gonna cover a little bit later. And she would do these videos to recruit members and to essentially get them to give her money. This is very common on TikTok, mm -hmm. extreme. I've seen it on, I've, I've, I'm going to talk a little bit. I, I forgot to talk about this in the beginning. I'm going to talk a little bit about the fact that I think I was being recruited into two separate cults and no, no, no. Facebook. Oh, okay. Oh, Facebook. Two, okay. Two different cults on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah. And, uh, so it, it you know, it's, it's not just TikTok, but I am seeing it on TikTok right now because it's a whole lot easier when a person goes live to give them donations. So it's very easy for a person to make money on TikTok mm -hmm. versus you have to go through some kind of donation platform if you want right. to do it on another social media site. But TikTok makes like it very easy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or a PayPal or something like that. Yeah. So she started making videos to recruit people because she said when she left her family that she was desiring to save humanity and that she just had to do, she just had to do it, that she, that she's been trying to save humanity for 19 billion years. I'm gonna go a little bit more into that later. Oh, right, because she's mother God. Yeah, mother God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this particular organization, and I didn't look too far into the last place I'm going to talk about, but I am going to give you my thought process on it. So she traveled around. So once she started to recruit members, wherever a member would host her, she would go. Or wherever the money was, essentially, she would go. So she did end up being in Cali or California. She was in Colorado for a short period of time and she tried to go to Hawaii. The whole group went to Hawaii. Okay. I would say there's potential cult activity going on in Hawaii with some of those love and light people right now. The girl that's being yeah. called out Come for on. doing Come the, on. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, 
But Hawaii was not having it because some lady showed up and said that she was a deity and they were like, oh, no, 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 you are not going to come to that. That has cultural significance for us. You are not going to come here and claim to be a deity. We have our own deities. We're not we're not putting up with this. They started to have protests and the mayor negotiated for them to leave and the police escorted them and put them on a plane. I think the negotiation was Hawaii paid them to leave. I have no evidence of that. I haven't looked into it, but a negotiation makes me think they were paid to leave, whether that means right. they their accommodations and their flights were paid for or or if it was just like, here's some hush money, get the F out, we're not dealing right. with you. Well, I don't know. Yeah, and it's not like they're going to have some howlies over there saying that they were their deities and stuff. So exactly. <laughs> get the fuck off our island. <laughs> yeah. You're not pissing off Pele right now. We're not going to exactly. have <laughs> Um. So her members, as a, as a way of continuing the message, would constantly, every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. So from what I understand, they would do a live stream or a video in the morning. They would do one at lunch and they would do one in the evening. And that mother God, Amy, always showed up the evening once because the videos that I saw always looked like they were in the evening. So I guess she would hang out during the day and her cult members would, would carry her message and answer questions about the, the false accusations against them. I watched some of those videos as well. Mm -hmm. And then at night she would do these videos as well. So they would do some of these, these videos and they would talk about some of the concepts that mother God had given them. They would address some of the things that were said about the cult and some of the things said about mother God, some of the things that they said. And I watched a video where they said that somebody said that there was a, a person who was supposedly a former member and they said that we were all doing drugs and we're not allowed to do drugs. Mother God doesn't allow us to do drugs. Uh, the, and, and Mother God doesn't do drugs either. The only thing that she's allowed to do is alcohol because alcohol is organic. The girls oh. actually said that that were on the screen. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So if you hear a thing and that, and that supposedly Mother God is so far ahead in processing and so far ascended in, in, in consciousness that alcohol doesn't affect her the same way that it affects other humans. So it's not a big deal. Of course. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, you can, you can just, you can just listen to what she says, but don't process it the way that humans process it. Process it the way that ascended people process it. Okay. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> so if you've ever heard anything uh, through the spiritual community, like New Earth or humans ascending or the 5D, 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 the 5D stuff, this is where it came from. Know your facts. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so they've had a huge, huge influence on the spiritual community. Ginormous, ginormous. I, you can go look at the 5D hashtag on social media. It's ridiculous people talking about 5D. So I actually started with the love and light community back in 2013. That's when it was introduced to me and that you know, that concept of light worker, 
<laughs> and the concept that there is 144,000 light workers that are going to help humanity ascend to new earth. I heard those exact freaking words. It came from a cult. I was part of a freaking cult mentality. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anybody can be recruited. Yes. <laughs> but it's part of the reason that I'm all about critical thinking now. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that later, later. But the way that this cult was able to continue to do their thing is they were, uh, they, they basically manipulated their followers into giving them money. So they literally have a Patreon. You can actually go take a look at it. It's probably been shut down, but I've seen the videos showing the three different tiers and there's, and they're, they're, they're double numbers, obviously. And so I guess they were making about, according to Patreon, about $900 a month from that. When members were recruited in, members would have to turn over their money. So one member, the mother said that the disability, $1,200 disability check had been turned over to the cult. <laughs> that one member had a $10,000 inheritance that had been turned over to the cult. So if you were going to be part of this cult, you had to give over your money. Wow. Of course. Yeah. Like Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> and the Christian church. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they also sold products, spiritual healing products. And the, a lot of their spiritual he healing products sound very similar to Goop. Not going to lie. So if you don't know what Goop is, it's a company that is run by Gwyneth Paltrow and people think that it's basically Gwyneth Paltrow has kind of lost her mind and created a cult and it's it's funded through this website. And it's right. it's all kinds of stuff, stickers that claim to give you a open your third eye and yoni steaming things and yeah. st the stuff it's it's for bored wealthy people because some of the stuff is like you could probably find it on Alibaba and they're selling it for hundreds of to sometimes thousands of dollars. It's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. One of the other things that they sold is these Ascension sessions. So she would do individual Ascension sessions, but she would also do televised sessions where she would do healings through live streams, which is very similar to some of the Russian people that have been accused of you know, cult behavior that we have talked about the potential of covering on this Grabovoy. Yes. You've heard of the Grabovoy numbers. Also has a very weird way of talking. He thinks that he's also reincarnation of Jesus. That's one of the things that this woman says as well. So I guess number one sign is if anybody says that they're reincarnated Jesus or they're the new Messiah, run in the other direction as fast as you possibly can. Run fast throw things at them to get away quick <laughs> yeah um so so she had these members and she had uh, any at any point in time she had seven to 15 people that were around her which is also usually an a um a sign of a cult is when the person insulates them with almost like a sycophant kind of community people who are like yes you're the best and they never have anything negative they never um confront the person they you know are very disciplined so um teal swan has also been accused of a cult having a cult she has a group that lives with her in costa rica and so you know there's another thing for you to look at i'm not calling any of these a cult 
I'm just saying they do present with the same type of things that a cult would present with. Love has one. A lot of experts are saying it definitely was a cult. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a cult for the for the purpose of this particular thing, but I'm not gonna say that any of these others are a cult. I'm not trying to get sued for slander, have anybody come after me. I don't I really don't care that much. I just want you guys to be educated. So the members would come and hang out with her and spread her message. And if she was romantically involved with a member, then all of a sudden he became Father God. Of course. And Father God's job, according to some of the videos, was to enforce discipline. So he would make sure to belittle or punish in some way cult members who weren't falling in line. Hmm. And what form of punishment? Uh, there's actually videos of him uh, threatening people with paralysis. There's uh, videos of him berating people with words. And there's also, supposedly, there's physical abuse. Now, you know, recovering members are, are coming out and sharing their stories. Whether the stories are true or not is is questionable, but what you could actually see on video and witness yourself was the the verbal and emotional abuse that he was, the, this one particular guy. So there's been multiple father gods. One of them is actually a recovering cult member and he tells his story. And, and, and he's actually the one that said they were all doing drugs. He said he showed up on the plane or from the plane and opened the door to wherever the location was that they were staying in. And he walked in and everybody was out of their mind and that he was pretty sure everybody was on shrooms. And then in a later video, you see the cult members actually addressing that and trying to debunk it and saying that's not true because mother God doesn't let us do drugs. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I was manipulated into having sex with her. Um, but the, but the, the guy that you actually watch on the video who was basically berating members and, and disciplining them has a, a criminal background of course yeah. so people were like oh the reason that he you know he saw a vulnerable community he's waiting for her to die so that he can take all of her money because obviously she's accumulating money through this oh yeah if you have uh, of course yeah um so in september of 2020 amy carlson started to not do very well. She was starting to get sick. It seemed like she was getting sick. I saw pictures of her around this time frame, and she had blue tinted skin. So one picture, she's just sitting there and it's, it's just her face that starts to have blue tint. But then I saw a second picture and it was her like holding a drink in what looked to be a bathtub or a hot tub. And she was blue from head to toe, like a blue tint from every, every single inch of her body was a blue tint. I was like, wow, she looks like dead. You know, like you're not supposed to have a blue tint to your skin. That's usually a sign of suffocation. But I can tell you here in just a second what they think is the cause of death. And it will explain why her skin was probably blue. But she started to get paralyzed from the waist down. And she started to tell people through these live streams that she was uh that she had gotten cancer that that's what she thought it was that she had gotten cancer and that um she was taking some stuff to cure the cancer was it colloidal silver yep it <laughs> sure was all right <laughs> so um let's talk about some of the things that she would say about 
herself and then we'll talk a little bit about her death and how freaking bizarre that is. So some of the things that she said, I'll cover in just a second, but all of these things that I'm talking about, I'm not speaking uh, from a perspective of this is what people have said about her. I've witnessed the tapes. So you can go online right now. You can look up Love Has One and you can actually see the recordings that people are talking about either through the Dr. Phil show, the people that are covering some of this stuff. Like it's everywhere right now because of how she's shown up in the news recently. But um, you can actually see some things. One of the things that I witnessed that that was the reason that this whole thing made me mad was because um, apparently one of the members had a young child, two or three, that was part of the group. One of the group members had a child, was a parent. And Amy would try to hold this child. And if the child cried, the child would be punished. So in the video, the child is crying while she's holding the child. And she says, okay, it's time for a timeout. They, you watch them lock the child in a closet, set a two minute timer. When the child is done crying at the end of the two minute timer, they tell the child to go to mother. A woman tries to pick the child up and the child starts crying. They hand the child to Amy and the child continues to cry. And she goes, oh, are we going to do this again? Because I will put you back in there. I will put you back in timeout. If you don't, if you don't stop, I will put you back in timeout. So the way that I viewed this watching this obviously short video was that apparently if this child didn't pretend to be enjoying sitting in an adult that they don't know's lap, then they were going to be punished that she was a God and that you should be, you know, grateful that you're in the lap of a God and that this child wasn't recognizing it. And you're essentially going to continue to punish this child until they do. Wow. Yeah. And then another video shows her holding a cat and she's trying to force this cat to lay down on her. And the cat starts doing the like growl meow thing. And it's like trying to get away from her. So on the video, she literally takes the cat by the scruff of the neck and holds it up in the air and is having a conversation in this video about, we're not going to do this. This is now how we're going to do this. When you recognize, then you can, I'll let you go. A cat. And so, a cat. Yep. <laughs> yep. She constantly berates her members on camera. One particular guy brought her... I think meatballs instead of chicken. And she like berated him on camera. He's actually come out and done interviews about being berated. And, and he is actually, there's videos of him being berated by father God as well. That's the guy that was told he was going to be paralyzed. Mm -hmm. um, she would, I think it was horse. She would call people that, and I witnessed this on video as well. People that were not with her were against her. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy, you stupid whore. So she constantly called people who were not members whores, but she would also call the people that were members bitches and um, all kinds of other, like she would swear at them and say all kinds of other things to them if they got out of line. I think she thought it was amusing because wow. it seemed like she thought that this was building a rapport and I was like, this is freaking bizarre. Yeah. Wow. Some of the other things that was really bizarre that I witnessed in videos was her, this whole, like, I don't do drugs, but she seemed very much intoxicated. So there was multiple videos showing her with a drink in her hand, 
One of the members said she was drunk almost all the time and definitely drunk in these evening videos. And at one point I saw a video where a member was helping her do a bong hit. So apparently she could do drugs. They claimed that she didn't do drugs, but there's video out there of her. She's got the bong in her hand and apparently yeah. she can't get the, the smoke to come up out of the cylinder. And right. one of the one of the members walks over. You can't see what they're doing because it's out of screen. But they kind of like put their hand towards the cylinder, and then all of a sudden it clears. And she goes, "I got it." Oh my gosh! <laughs> so she did a bong hit on camera, right? But it's not allowed. <laughs> but but drugs aren't allowed. <laughs> um, some of the things that she would force her members to do, according to to members who are now recovering members, she would uh, force them to sleep with her or others. She would force them to, they were only allowed to have so much sleep, so they were only allowed to have four to five hours. That is a manipulation tactic, if you guys didn't know that. When you are interrogating somebody, and we were actually, they do this in basic training. I have heard, especially in the Marine Corps, they didn't do a quite as much to us in the Air Force. You guys didn't know I'm an Air Force vet. And uh, they did that sleep deprivation is one of the ways that you start the brainwashing process, which is why they do it in basic training because they are trying to brainwash you to be a follower, not a leader. They need you to fall in line and follow orders. So they start the brainwashing process with fear, intimidation, and sleep deprivation. From what I was told, and it may not be this way anymore, Marine Corps keeps you up for three days straight until yeah. they break you and, and then once breaking point and yep and then once they break you then they start the process of training you to be a marine right so she would do sleep deprivation according to some of these members allegedly i should say and i guess uh and i watched them try to defend this in a video they would only allow members to sit for a certain amount of time so they all had to be standing she was constantly sitting and I know that at one point she apparently was paralyzed from the waist down, so she had to be sitting. But almost every single video I saw her in, she was sitting, even right. the older videos. So my assumption is she was allowed to sit because she was a god and nobody else was. Wow. So, so one of the videos, the members were like, I think it's because they came from a certain generation where they're just like lazy and they just, they just don't understand. And so it's not really that big of a deal. It's not like we stand that much, you know, it's like, you just, you're just, I guess you're just weak if you can't really stand. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing, but they did actually say the whole generation thing where they came from lifestyles where they were allowed to be lazy and sit. Wow. That was their reasoning behind it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so so the reason that we are talking about this is because the twist is she ended up dead. But 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 that's not where it ends, and that's not where the cult ends, because apparently they were driving around with a dead body. Oh, is this the mummified? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's why For I those to cover of you this. that don't know, I did not do any research on this, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't do research on the other one's story so yeah. that we could do a, you know, a blind react type thing. <laughs> yes. So if you've heard about the cult leader who was mummified and the members were running around with her, that is Love Has Won. Okay. Oh I've heard about Love Has Won for a while. And then I, they were like, she's dead. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that means. And they were like, she's mummified remains. And I was like, holy shit, what? <laughs> These people are like just 
just running around with a with a freaking dead person? Yes. So this wow. is what happened. Apparently, one of the cult members lived in a trailer park and all like she and her group ascended on this trailer and lived there. And for whatever reason, this cult member that owned the trailer left to go on a business trip or something. He left the trailer for some reason. He left his child, his young child, which I think is the one that ended up in the closet because the other child that we're going to talk about here in just a second was a 13 year old. Okay. So the person, the child in the video is very young. So I assume that it was probably his kid. Wow. Unless there could have been other children that circle that circulated through as members came and went. But um, I don't know. Anyway, he decided to leave for some reason and leave his children with these people. And when he returned, he claimed that that's when there was a body. So he goes into the room where the body is kept. And I think you could smell things. I'm not positive. I want to say when I was watching one of the videos that was a person being interviewed, they said you could smell something coming from the trailer, but I don't remember. But anyway, so he went into the trailer and in one of the rooms, her body was kept. It was wrapped in a sleeping bag. It was set up like a shrine. Her eyes were gone. Her skin was so dehydrated that it had pulled away from her teeth. They had put glitter all over her face and wrapped her in Christmas lights. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> she was a sparkly mummy. Yeah, she was she was something else. <laughs> and they don't believe that she died. They think she ascended. She just left this husk okay. behind that they then had a shrine built for. So this dude returns, supposedly this, this corpse was not there before, even though he left his children with these people. So it's not like he left his kid alone. These people were there that supposedly when he came back, he saw this corpse and he freaked out and he tried to take his two-year-old kid and leave and they wouldn't let him have his child. So he said, fuck y'all, went to the police station, reported it. The cops showed up, found her with her glittery face and her eyes missing in the freaking shrine room. And that's when they discovered they were pretty sure that she had been done. She had been dead a month or longer. So they had crossed state lines, they believe, with this corpse. Wow. Yep. And so they've been charged with um, mishandling remains and also the fact that there were two children in the home with a corpse. They've been charged with something related to that as well, including the dude. Because right. how did well, you I mean, leave? He was how gone for you, months. Yeah. However long he was gone, he left his child with these people. And yeah, so they're all being charged. Nobody knows uh, what she died from but they believe it's poisoning from the colloidal silver okay yep <laughs> so they don't think that it was foul play they don't think that any of the members killed her they believe that she died from poisoning from taking the stuff that she's been selling to people and yes. saying that the colloidal silver can cure covid oh no and you know the amount she had to have ingested for her skin to turn blue. So much. Oh my gosh. They also think there's a possibility she had COVID. 
And that's why she was claiming that it cured COVID and why she was taking so much. Right. Wow. Holy so wow. we won't know because it's, it's only been like a week. So we won't know until the autopsy comes back. But can you imagine doing that autopsy? I mean, it's weird to have a dead person in front of you, but a dead person covered in glitter who's been mummified. Right. And how did they mummify her? I want to know how they mummified her. That's what her. I want to know. Yeah, because that's, wow. <laughs> and, and I want them to turn on each other and get the full story. I want to know oh, yeah. who decided to put the Christmas lights on her and the glitter on her face. Was this a group effort? I want to know how they decided to mummify her. Did they use herbs? Did they try to read ancient Egyptian texts? Did they just right. put her out in the sun like a freaking raisin? And why not? Why, why the sleeping bag? Why not like, you know, cloth? Or a something. shroud? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Plastic I mean, <laughs> <I stick> wrap. <laughs> Maybe the sleeping bag was how they mummified her, and then they couldn't get it off because they were afraid it was gonna like pull skin. I don't. I don't know. It's very morbid. Very morbid. Okay, so here's some of the things that she would say. Um. Okay, here we are. Some of the claims were that she had reincarnated over 530 something times, that she had birthed creation, that she had been trying to save humanity for 19 billion years. Humans have not even been on this planet for 19 billion years. One of the things that wasn't covered in one of the videos that I was taking notes from was the fact that Lumeria was, was mentioned and that there was stolen technology from Lumeria. And that was one of the ways that the government is trying to control us. Okay. Yep. We love an uneducated mother god. We do. <laughs> um, that the past deities that she that she was in, or the past people that she was was Jesus. That she was reincarnated as Jesus. She talked on the Doctor Phil show about how she remembers being on the cross and so on and so forth. Typical. Um, yes. That she was supposedly Marilyn Monroe. So many people were Marilyn Monroe. You could look up reincarnated Marilyn Monroe and you would see I no less than 15 people that claim to be oh, yeah. Cleopatra. That was another one. Cleopatra, Elvis she claimed. Presley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, a guide of her group that would assist her in healings was Robin Williams. Really? Yeah. The, the Robin Williams. The Robin Williams. So on her website, or at least at one point on her website, it said specifically that the way that he became a guide for the group was they were on the internet doing some research and the internet glitched and when the internet came back they saw the news of robin williams suicide and within minutes or hours or something shortly after he appeared to them and said hey it seems like you guys are doing something kind of neat here tell me more about it yeah <laughs> you should see it um there's even an lol supposedly he laughed out loud oh okay yeah. um and on her website it literally says lol the end quotes oh, like with his stuff. <laughs> and that he showed up i guess he went away and then he came back and he was like hey can i help you with this can i be a part of this and she was like yeah duh and so in one of the videos they actually they actually talk to robin williams they actually say his name like hey robin Williams, I'm like, okay, weird separation there. Got to be clear. Got to clarify that it's Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly Robin Williams was one of the guides. 
Uh, she supposedly got messages through body shaking. So she channeled, I assume, channeled mm -hmm. angels, I assume, and that they, they channeled by making her body shake. So she's probably having seizures. Mm -hmm. She's obsessed with dates and numbers, which there's already... It, I, I believe in my guides communicating with me through repeating numbers, especially since I've had things happen to me after the repeating numbers. But um, I guess some people go a little overboard. I have heard people talk about how repeating numbers is part of a cult. It is. It is. She was obsessed with repeating numbers and, and dates and things like that. Yep. She did talk about the 144,000 people that would lead, uh, that would be led to the fifth dimension, or they would be led to their awakening. So essentially, those light workers. I heard about the light workers being one of the four, 144,000, and that you know you could go on Pinterest at that time and you could find the same thing with the "Are you a witch? Are you a natural born witch?" Those lists that are so vague that anybody yes. could fall into it. Same thing with whether or not you're a light worker who's one of the chosen people who's going to help humanity ascend to new earth and stuff like that. So that was her. She would he uh, claim to heal people on lives and through sessions, but she couldn't heal those that doubted her as a deity. So if you doubted her as a deity, she couldn't heal you. And that was in one of the videos as well, is that you have to believe. If you don't believe, I can't help you. That is the perfect charlatan failsafe. Yes. Because they can take responsibility when everything goes perfect and all of a sudden you're healed, but they don't have to take any responsibility if things go wrong. Well, I guess you just didn't have you enough faith. Enough. Yep. <laughs> so wow. angry. Uh, she claims on her website that she is revoking free will and enforcing divine will. Ah. The free will is the reason that humanity is having such an issue. And she has decided as mother God that she is now going to revoke free will. All right. So you must bow down to her, but also think with your one true heart. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and serve love, not her. So it's very confusing. Do I bow down to you or do I serve my one true heart? Right. Yes. Well, you bow down to me through your one true heart. I don't know. Very confusing. <laughs> so, oh gosh. so this is the love has one cult. And, and obviously you can go to her website and you, we're going to talk on, uh, at, before this is over, we're going to talk about the bite model and you can go to the bite model and you can go, if her website is still up, I haven't checked, but if her website is still up, guaranteed, you can find exact things that you could be like, that's part of the bite model. That's Check. part of the bite model. That, like, yeah, you could have a freaking checklist. <laughs> All right. So do you want to tell me about the Pythagoras cult? <laughs> I do. All right, so as we had said, Savvy likes to give us suggestions on things. And when she finds something that's super weird and interesting and then finds out that it has to do with the cult, she immediately will message me and just be like, you have to do this. And then of course I send it on to Lola. So this time she really found us one that is just it. Um, I was talking to her about it last night and I was dying laughing because this guy is like, how Lola says, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, like all, all the way. So um, a little bit of backstory about him. Um, he's responsible for the, what is it? The Pythagorean theorem. Mm -hmm. And it's a fundamental relation in geometry. Um, 
with the three sides, the 90 degrees, and it, basically it all adds up to the equation of A squared plus B squared equals C squared, okay? So if you were wondering. <laughs> so um, there's lore about his birth. There's a few different ones. The one that I have here is that, have you ever heard of the Megan at all? <clears throat> No, that it was his mother. And she went to this um, oracle of Delphi um, who told her that her son was destined for greatness. And so she just automatically assumed that this son of hers was going to be amazing. So when she did have a son, he ended up traveling a lot and going to all of these different places to learn from all of these priests and sages and, and everything. So he was very well educated. One of uh, one of the people was, um, I, it was uh, Theolus, one of the seven sages, and he supposedly his father is Apollo. But if you ask him, he is the son of Hermes, and Hermes gave him the um, ability to remember all of his past lives. So he's been all of these people throughout all of these past lives. Oh, weird. And, Yes. So he went all over the place to Egypt, China, India. His interest in science, math, and astronomy um, came from Egypt and from studying under all of the priests of Egypt. There was a tyrant in um, Samos. And so it said that he like fled Samos and went to Egypt. And in Egypt, he studied there for 10 years under all of the priests in Egypt and learned everything um, that, you know, he could learn there. Um, and that's where he he became kind of a mystic and he was really obsessed with mysticism and that's where it started. And then while in Egypt, it was taken over by the Persians. And then instead of being held captive after being you know taken prisoner, he ended up becoming really close with all the priests of Persia and learned all of this stuff under them, um, studied mathematics and music and all this kind of stuff. So the reason why I'm saying all this is because he goes from Babylon back to Samos and opens a school, okay, for mathematics. Okay. It doesn't go really well. Um, it kind of sucks. He called it the circle and uh, nobody really took to it. And so he kind of, you know, got pissed off and he left and he went to Italy. And Italy is where everything just kind of goes south. So, <laughs> so he opened a school there. Um, and it gained many new followers really quickly. Um, and it was more of like a mathematical cult instead of a school. Okay. So he allowed men and women into this, which was weird for the time. Usually it was only aggressive, men, right? So he allowed men and women to come into this. Um, and they were called the Pythore uh, Pythagoreans, obviously. Okay. <laughs> They were, um, they believed in mathematical nature of music, astronomy, and metaphysical conceptions of numbers. Okay. So they believed that God was the number 10. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's, it's wild. Yeah. All of this, all of their, their school and their teaching um, believed in purification, ascension through philosophy, the divine nature of the soul and its union with source. Okay. Um, they used mystical symbols such as the tictactris, and it's a triangle with 10 points across and four rows. 
all right? But the weird thing is, is they had a prayer, a specific prayer for this triangle. So they had to say a prayer to this tic-tac-dress before even using it. There's no evidence of the prayer. Um, it's just word of mouth. Mm-hmm. They, uh, there's no, you know, nobody knows what the prayer was, but apparently there was this prayer. They, <laughs> so his followers believed that he was also the son of God. And because of his numerical geniuses, he was, you know, obviously the son of God. And so they treated him as such. Um, I'm pretty sure with all of their craziness about numbers and how obsessed they were with it, they would freak out these days with like calculators. <laughs> and oh, stuff. Yeah. He, he did claim eventually that he was reincarnated and was the son of Hermes. Um, as I said, gave him all the gifts and powers of remembering his past lives. And apparently there were many. And then it was also said that they, they praised his golden thigh. He had a thigh made of gold, just one thigh. And that was how he would like win people over to come and join his school as he would flash his golden thigh. And then people would just be like, oh my gosh, you must be the son of God or the son of Hermes in order to have this. So he had this weird prosthetic and like a woman in a cartoon who's on the side of the road looking for somebody to help her with her broken down car. He would lift his skirt, kind of dangle his leg a little bit, and people would be like, oh, I'm convinced. Let me join your cult. Look at this. Look at my golden thigh. (laughs) I'm hypnotizing you with my golden thigh. It's wild. So in order to prove yourself worthy for this cult, you had to take a vow of silence for five years. Five entire years, you could not speak. It was a way for them to, you know, stay out of the spotlight so people wouldn't ask questions and for them to not spill the secrets of their super special school. And you couldn't even look at the leaders of this school. You you could only look down at their shadows. So you, you couldn't look at them. You had to watch what their shadow was doing and stay completely silent. In fact, if you did talk, they would kill you. They would just, you were dead. Damn, that's harsh. And and they did kill people. There was um, people that tried to break into the school and find out all the secrets, dead. And you were also supposed to stay away from sex. You couldn't have any sex at all. Unless he deemed you worthy in the winter to do it, you could not. You'd have to, you know, abstain from all sexual activities. <laughs> Why was winter special? Like, oh, I need I, some warming. Can I right? please have sex? <laughs> I'm super cold, hello. <laughs> it's a bit nippy yes. out, don't you think? So they were also vegetarian, but they did believe in uh, sacrifice. So if any um, mathematical equation was ever figured out or proven, they would sacrifice an oxen, but they wouldn't eat it. They would just kill it and then move on. But if they did find any, if anybody, it doesn't matter who was in the school, found a way to prove something correct, he always got all credit all of it. So even if something was not his findings, it was his. One of the strangest things, and they also did not eat beans. Beans were very sacred. Mainly, mainly kidney beans, 
because kidney beans, he found they, they resembled the, the shape of an old man's face. Okay. So they were obviously ancestors of theirs. When they had died, they came back as beans. So he had this huge obsession with beans. You couldn't eat beans. Um, his most, the strangest one was a fava bean, which is like a pea. It's like a sweet bean. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't eat these fava beans because if you did, fava beans cause you to expel gas and expelling gas rid you of the breath of life. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> and I, so I was like talking to Savannah about it and I was like, so, I mean, is it because they, they stink, you know, like if you, you know, beans obviously make you gassy and it smells. And she's like, well, you know, it also says that they, the, you know, the beans contain the souls of the dead or the, the gas, the gas that you're excreting is a soul of the dead. And I was like, yeah, well, cause they smell bad. <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And she's like, I don't know, maybe like fart ghosts or something. She's like, you know, because Guessed maybe your fart. own, <laughs> Yeah, you eat a bean and you're eating your ancestors. And so you're expelling your own breath of life. And I don't know. So there were, he had like fields of beans. And if anybody ever went in them, he would just lose his shit completely. So yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I could probably go on forever, but this episode would go on forever about this, but it's wild. It's something that you should definitely look into. No one knows how he dies. There's, there's theories about how he died. Um, every single story ends in him sacrificing his life for a build of fava beans. That's how he died because you know, he had to save his ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> from being eaten. So what it sounds like is somebody really, really wanted some beans and he got yeah. into a fight with them and they killed him. Yes. And that was his sacrifice for the ancestors slash beans. Exactly. Yeah. So that he didn't have <laughs> ghost poops. <laughs> there was a funny quote from one of the papers that I was reading about all of this. And he said, anyone's life can be strange. You just need to look at it from the right angle haha because he created the right angle hilarious i know <laughs> so i think you use the i think you also use the pythagorean theorem to like if you need to know how big a flagpole is but you can't actually measure the flagpole you use a triangle and you use that method of determining the triangle or being able to figure out the one side i could be wrong yes. to determine if the flagpole is like six feet or something yes. yeah yeah um yeah. i remember having to do that in school so Let's talk before we make this episode, because we'll probably have to cut quite a bit, like like anything that's repeating or something like that out of here. But um, we wanted to talk about the bite model. We want you guys to be aware, just so you know, not every cult is going to act and say the exact same things. But as you can as you can see with the love has won, the cult leaders seem to have a very specific type of personality. One of the things that I will say is 99% of cults that I've ever heard about, and people often say that this is true, the person who leads the cult is typically highly intelligent. And, and I would say in the you know, and they even say this about um, serial killers as well, is in like, if they were to take a an intelligence test, they would score in like the genius range. 
Yes. And as, and as we talked about in the beginning of Amy Carlson's story, she was a straight A student. And then Pythagoras was considered insanely genius. And freaking Manson supposedly was super duper duper intelligent. Yeah. So they're able to basically, because of their intelligence level, they're able to explain things in this flawed logic that, that if a person were to argue or have some criticism of what they have to say, they would be able to have enough intelligence to turn it around on them. And that's part of the behavior control. So the bite model has behavior control, information control, thought control, and emotional control. And like I said, they're not always going to be exactly like this, but I want you to be aware of this so that if you find yourself on social media, like me back in 2013, and then even as far as into 2017, you find yourself being you know, influenced by these people and paying them money to Mm -hmm. teach you things. And then you get taught by them and you're like, what is this bullshit? Like they're not actually teaching me something. They made all these promises that they're not actually doing, which Mm -hmm. is typically what will happen with a cult as well. Um, So these are some of the things to look out for, for with behavior control. They have a group member dictates where, how, and with whom the members lives associate with or isolates them from others. It won't start out this way. Just like I was talking about with the narcissistic relationship, they usually will start by interesting conversations. They tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. They're well, or they're going to give you, they're going to, and that we're going to talk a little bit about the type of people that are attracted to cults. They make you feel safe and they'll speak for you in order for you to not have to like stand your own ground in a way. Yeah, I like they, to think of um, the loudest people that try and debunk everybody else's beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's usually one of the, the, the methods. At first they'll start out by just, it's just interesting conversations and they give you something different to think about. And then and then they're love bombing you and they're telling you how great you are and they're telling you how you know great this group is and that you'd be perfect for this group and that your potential would be discovered with this group and blah 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 and then as you get further and they've hooked you in then they start to say well we don't talk to people outside of the group because they just don't get us they just don't understand they won't understand what we're talking about you know you're special we're special we get it they don't get it so we don't really talk to them like-minded Yeah, and that's how they start to kind of regulate who you speak to. They regulate your diet through forced fasting or the type of food you're allowed to eat. So we talked both both the cults we just talked about, they did that. They manipulate a person and um, deprive them of sleep. Hello, we talked about that. They practice financial exploitation, manipulation, or dependence. So they will make you turn over all of your earthly possessions. They make you sell all of your earthly possessions, or they'll make you turn over all of your financials to them in order to fund the cause. Yes. They'll impose rigid rules and regulations. So as I talked about with Amy Carlson, she's ticking all these boxes with the whole, you have to stand up. You can't do drugs. Only I'm allowed to drink alcohol. They obviously practice deception by by deliberately withholding or distorting information and or lying. They minimize or discourage access to non-cult sources or information. Some of the ways that they'll do that is by saying they don't know what they're talking about or they're just trying to um, make us the enemy. They're just trying to make us look evil. They make excessive use of cult generation information and propaganda such as YouTube, newsletter, movies, and other parts of social media. 
Then we'll move into the thought control. They will require members to internalize the group's doctrines, such as truth, black and white, gold, good versus evil. One of the ways that they will do this is by becoming the expert on certain things and then reinforcing that by either like you were saying with Pythagoras, making them do prayers and things like that, that most likely continue to make them think of the, the, uh, like the rules and regulations of the cult and the thought processes of the cult. They change a person's name and identity. So a lot of these cult members with Amy's group, the love has one people, the mother God, the father God, and each of them would have different names. So their names would change and then their, their family members can't find them. So that's one of the ways that they isolate a person is the person's name changes. So if somebody calls for them, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, that person isn't here. The person's standing right there. They just, they're, they're going by a different name. They use loaded language and cliches which constrict knowledge, stop critical thinking thoughts, and reduce complexities into platitudinous buzzwords. So 5D, ascension, those types of things. Um, Lack of, you know, I'm getting rid of free will. That gets rid of your critical thinking. So we're big critical thinkers, which is part of the reason that we have this podcast. We want you guys to think critically. We want you to question everything. We question everything, even the stuff that we've been taught that we, you know, believed 100% four or five years ago, or even a year ago, we're constantly questioning it. And we may change our minds on things, which is why our practices are constantly evolving. Yes. Um, they employ hypnotic techniques to alter mental states, undermine critical thinking, and age regress the members. So they may treat members like children, which is mother God, and I would assume that they would call themselves children. Um, there is actually a episode we may cover on the May Day Mystery, which is a group known um for calling themselves the children the orphanage is what the 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 mystery group is called that's that's supposedly like connected to the masons um they call themselves the children so mm-hmm. and then with emotional control they manipulate and narrow the range of feelings some emotions and or needs are deemed as evil wrong or selfish very much sure in the love and light community with the love it has one um you know you're in your you're in your lower vibration you need to raise your vibration you're playing the victim and you need to stop being the victim and allow yourself to be that person that was when i knew the the one person that was I'm like 99% sure she runs a cult now. When I hired her, every single time she and I got on the phone, I got off the phone angry because she constantly said I was playing victim and I needed to raise my vibration. And so I ended up, when I was done with her, I didn't talk to her after that anymore because I was like, bitch, like I am not playing victim. Stop saying that. I'm a fucking clinical clinical counselor. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not playing victim. I know what that means. Stop using that incorrectly. Anyway, (laughs) they teach emotional stopping techniques to block feelings of homesickness, anger, and doubt. So again, that lower vibration. Oh, you're just in your lower vibration. And if you were to just do this, then you would be in your higher vibration. And then you wouldn't feel that anymore. (laughs) It's called spiritual and emotional bypassing. That's a real thing. You guys can look that up. They make the person feel that problems are always their own fault. Never the leaders of the group's fault. We talked about that with Amy. Mm -hmm. They instill fear, such as fear of the outside world, enemies, leaving or being shunned by the group. So um, the thing is, is that you need to do your research, but I can tell you that there are some people in the witch talk community that definitely had 
you know, a lot of these, they, they definitely fell. You could, you could check box, you could check these on all four of these spots with certain people that, that even aren't being called cult leaders at the moment. Definitely. You can see where they would, you know, tick some of these boxes. If for some reason you are afraid to stop following somebody on social media because of repercussions you might receive from them or the people that follow them, you might be in a cult. Yeah. I unfollow people all the time. In fact, I think you and I both just did a mass unfollowing. (laughs) Yeah. Nearly 500 people. Yes. I unfollowed. (laughs) Yep. So here are the type of people that might be attracted to cults, okay? So I just wanted to give you guys this information so that you know if you follow fall into this particular mindset. I don't know why it's... Okay, there it is. Okay, so number one is is usually it's people who have poor critical thinking skills. And I blame the United States for having a large number of cults. And I blame our education system. We do a really terrible job of doing critical thinking. There's some that say that our, that our education model was built on the factory model, which is basically to, to create people who are docile, sober, disciplined, show up on time, listen to authority, um, don't disrupt things, those types of things. They say that that's, you know, that the, the education system can be blamed on this. But I can also tell you that after World War One, I, I went and did some research on this. After World War One, we put major propaganda in school in order to create nationalism and a hate for Germany. So by World War Two rolled around the United States, all of its people that had now become adults and had been trained and educated in the American school system, were such nationalist and American mentality that it was easy to recruit people regardless of the draft to go fight World War II and was one of the reasons that we had such great national pride during that time frame that the boomers like to talk about they were raised with is because they literally put propaganda in schools. They had posters, they had propaganda material, the national anthem, having to be, you know, sing the national anthem before school started every day where we're literally pledging allegiance to the United States every single fucking day of our lives. Yep. We basically create followers of cults within the school system because we do not teach very good critical thinking. And I was having a conversation with my husband about it. I didn't actually learn critical thinking until I was in my master's degree. And it was because my teacher in one of my psych class, no, it was my, it was one of my last, um, one of my last classes in my bachelor's degree, my psych teacher during our we had to do actual experiments. We had to go through the entire experimental process, creating an experiment, um, setting up an experiment, executing an experiment. We had to do, like, if we were gonna have humans involved, we had to do a debrief session. Um, we had to go through the ethical guidelines. We had to get approval. We had to do a manuscript. We had to, you know, we had to do the calculations. We had to do the whole shebang. And it was during that, that she taught us critical thinking. So we would actually take tests that would force us to critically think she would they wouldn't be exact answers the answers would be based on you going through a logical critical thinking process so it wasn't until i went through that that i realized what actual critical thinking was 
So the people that are typically attracted to a cult, according to Bessel.com, there are there are websites that have uh, scholarly articles on this, but they're behind a paywall, which always annoys me. If I learned this recently, if you want to get something that's behind a paywall, if you contact the author directly, they don't get a piece of that pie. They just want their stuff published. So the people who are have the paywall, these these scholarly articles are the ones making money on it and the author is not. So if you email the article, they'll send you the transcript for free in a lot of cases. Oh, so wow. If you, if you want to get research materials, you can do it that way. But um, this is backed by some research. So the people who are you know, susceptible to cults are those who want to feel validated. Okay, so somewhere in their life, they have been told they are not enough or they have been programmed by their parents or their school system or their family or their friends to be approval seekers. They have very codependent relationships with people in their lives. So they seek validation outside of themselves. Unfortunately, I feel like we train females to be this way more than we train well, males. Absolutely, yeah. Number two is those who are seeking an identity. So a lot of us, you will hear, and I, I do this as well because I find that this is the, these are the words of my clients. So obviously my members too. So obviously one of the marketing ways that you market is you use the words that your clients or your members or your your people you're selling to use because it, it helps them relate to it. it. It makes them relate like that is me because those sound like my words. Um, so it's actually a marketing technique, but a lot of people say that they are searching for their true identity. They're wanting to step into their authenticity, those types of things. So people who are truly feeling like they're lost and identity list, and not everybody feels like that at all times, but there's like that critical period where that person feels completely lost. Maybe they've lost a parent or they're going through some type of trauma and they just feel like, I don't know who I am anymore. If they were to meet a cult leader during that time, they would be easily recruited into a cult because the cult would fill that gap for them. Number right. three is those who are followers and not leaders. So people who are not willing to challenge the status quo, people who are not willing to question things, people who are not willing to stand up and rock the boat and make a big scene and stuff like that are gonna be people who are going to be followers. They're just gonna go with the flow. They don't wanna obviously be kicked out. That's part of the bite model. Number four is those who are seeking meaning. So wanting to be part of something bigger than themselves. That's why the religious communities easily form cults. A person can use religious doctrine to essentially create a cult because people are constantly searching for meaning and especially those who are searching for identity. Number five, are those who have a um, what they call a schizotype thinking. So these people walk along the edge of schizophrenia, so paranoia. Um, that's one of the big the big things for schizophrenia. So without having uh, any delusions or disconnection from society that's associated with this disorder, they do, however, have odd beliefs and behaviors that might fall into the realm of a conspiracy type or an alien type or su supernatural type beliefs. And obviously there's a lot of religions out there that kind of mix those in the supernatural or the alien type. So these people definitely capitalize on that. So most cults propagate strange ideas, doctrines, and beliefs, which may align with someone in the schizotype um, arena. So there is a, uh, I think it's called, oh, I can't even remember now. I'm not gonna pretend like I know. Number six is those who are highly suggestible. 
So that goes without saying that people that are willing to believe anything that are highly gullible, those types of things. So one of the things that I find really interesting is while I was in the desert, I was being trained by a spiritual type of trainer, which I thought was really cool because she helped with a person overcoming pain. So she covered like a holistic model. So she covered mental, physical, and emotional. And I thought that was really, really cool. And then as we started to work together, she started saying, oh, my friend told me about this theory that apparently all of the people in Hollywood are, are stealing children and trafficking them and scaring them and then draining them of their blood and then drinking the adrenaline. And I was like, I don't know why she's sharing that with me during a session. Like we're supposed to be talking about me getting in shape. <laughs> right. And, um, <laughs> And then when we stopped working together, we were friends on Facebook. And then during the whole Trump administration, which people can argue definitely fits within the bite model. Um, and that is not political commentary. That is legitimate. You know, use those critical thinkings. Yeah. Don't worry about which political party you belong to. Go through there and using your your critical thinking and judgment, see if it actually matches. And there will be things you can tick in each one of those areas, I promise you. Definitely. Um, but during that time frame, she started having some crazy, crazy things that she was talking about. And I was like, holy crap, this woman has gone off the deep end and I had to unfollow her. And I was like, I don't want this on my page anymore. Like you, as I like to say, is, is you know, Lacey just said, cuckoo for fucking Cocoa Puffs, man, <laughs> you are nuts. And so I had to stop talking to her. And it, I think it's because she was highly suggestible, you know? Um, number seven yeah. is those who are constantly blaming others. So that's not necessarily to say that if you're the type of person that, you know, you have people in your life that are really toxic and you're like, these people in my life are toxic. Toxic people have a tendency to point back to the person who's different than them. It's called the scapegoat mentality. They will choose like family members will choose a scapegoat and they'll make that person feel like they're crazy because it actually unites the other members in their craziness and their in their really toxic behavior. Not the same thing. We're right. talking people who are like, the government just wants us <laughs> to fall in line and take the, what is it? And take the vaccine and not question things and da 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 da. And you know, those types of people that are constantly masks, blaming. Masks are the sign of the beast. Ma yes yes <laughs> harry potter is the sign of the beast repeating numbers is the sign of the beast monster yes. monster is definitely a sign of the beast monster <laughs> is sign of the beast yes those are the type of people who blame others so that's the type of blaming we're talking about so people who take no personal responsibility for their actions they would rather defer to a higher power to account for their be own behavior um, are great at following others and listening to the cult leader blame those outside of the group for all of their problems. Yes. So the reptilian people, and I believe that Amy Carlson also talked about the reptilians. And every time somebody tells me that the government is run by a bunch of reptilians and that they're <laughs> enslaving the human race and blah, 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 I immediately, my ears slap shut and oh, yeah. I am no longer listening to you. But those are the same type of people. They're blaming the government because the government is some nefarious group that is from another planet, blah, blah, blah. You see how bizarre it gets? So, yep. um, we wanted you guys to know this so that you could be really, really educated. But again, like we said, they don't always look like straightforward, like cults. 
So if you have a, you know, a person who is trying to manipulate you into disliking the other people in your life, you might be in a cult. If you have a person that says others don't get it, but you do, and this is the information that you need to take in and and believe because it's going to save your life. What's that? And be enlightened. And be enlightened. You might be part of a cult. If they talk about starting temples or schools or churches, um that only the members are allowed to come to you might be in a cult and that's not to say that everybody that runs a school online or starts a church i would say temples is kind of a red flag um but anybody who starts a school or a church isn't necessarily a cult leader sometimes they really truly are people that want help but you just want to take into account some of the other things that they're saying like if they're saying the people who aren't part of this temple church or Um, school is the enemy or the bad people, or you don't want to be like those people. You don't, you don't want to be the outsiders that, that combination, that's that's definitely a cult. Yes. If they're wanting you to um, meet with a group and do favors for them as a group, like there was a cult leader on TikTok that was having people um, come together and then do mass hexes on other individuals definitely a cult you know you might be in a cult um if they start out where everybody in the group is entirely too loving and and (laughs) seems like they are entirely too sweet and they they just they get you and they think you're so amazing not to say that people who accept you because it will feel a little bit differently people who accept you feel differently than people who are basically you know sharing an illusion snag you and drag you (laughs) yes that then you might be in a cult if it seems too good to be true it might be a cult yes one of the other things that cult leaders will do is they because they've created this mentality that the outsiders are bad people if they get shut down it's because the the outsiders are trying to silence them yeah you might be in a cult not because of anything they did Right. It's everyone else. And what I have found is typically they will have a group of people who are so like into them and just like, oh my God, this person changed my life. And everything that drips out of their mouth is just gold and honey. Um, You're probably dealing with a cult leader or a cult leader in the making. And if they lose their account or they lose their their church or they lose their home or they lose something and their members put them up in some way, you might be looking at a cult leader. Yes. If if they're online going on lives telling their members how fucking stupid they are, if they aren't sending them money, you might be part of a cult. And I have seen two people. I have two. (laughs) <laughs> one of them is a woman that is, um, she's, she does tarot readings and another one is one that makes hats and both of those women, yep. um, ha- they go online and if their members online question them, they start berating them and putting them down. Yeah. That is definitely the signs of a cult leader. Same thing that er- Amy Car- Carlson would do. If yes. you didn't believe everything that was coming out of her mouth, she would start berating you. So yep. And it gets kind of scary when like the one that you're talking about, um, where she berates her followers, when you can see there's a a definite problem and then the other members of this don't do anything about it. They let her fall. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're going to take her place. Like that's exactly what's happening. It's sad. Yep. So we wanted you guys to be best educated. Um, I, I know that there's people that joke online about how they're creating a cult. Those people also scare me. That's not okay. In my opinion. Yeah. That's like, that's like pretending that you're, I'm pretending to be a pedophile or I'm pretending to be a rapist or I'm pretending to be, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer or a murderer or something like that. I think it's so funny. He, 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 I'm a murderer. No, that there's something wrong. If you think that's, that's humor. Yes. Yeah. So we want you guys to be educated. We want you guys to know what's going on. Yeah. And so hopefully this episode helped you. Hopefully you found it interesting. Obviously, as usual, let us know what you think um, on social media when we post about this. And now we're going to talk about the giveaway. So if you guys didn't already know, we have a Patreon and we have two different tiers. We have a $2 tier and a $5 tier. It is patreon.com slash the witch is grim you can head over there and so we have this company called magic of eye and you can check them out online they make the most beautiful vegan leather planners but they also make plan they also make journals as well it's very mystical looking it's it's just absolutely gorgeous we're probably going to post a video in our stories for you guys to take a look at these planners absolutely stunning but we opened this planner, Lacey opened this planner in front of me and we were immediately like, Ooh, ah, and it has, it has things about planning, planting for the moon cycles. It has things about astrology. It has the new moons. It has the full moons. It even tells you where they are astrologically, but then it's also a regular planner. So we opened this planner up and then all of a sudden we were very moved and motivated to start planning out the, the podcast. So that's what we did. We planned out a few episodes we we know what our uh date ending date's gonna be we know when our beginning dates are so that we you know we're not leading you guys astray um and then i've been this organized in like years yeah exactly (laughs) good (laughs) and and i don't actually have mine yet so i'm very jealous but but we do have um some that were sent to our business manager evelyn and so evelyn has a few planners for us and the company said we can do whatever we want with them so we've decided that seven of those planners are going to go to you guys so these absolutely stunning astrological planners will be free if you join the five dollar tier on our patreon so the first seven people that join our five dollar tier will get mailed one of these planners one of these absolutely stunning planners okay so the way, like I said, the way that you get in on this giveaway is you have to sign up for our Patreon and then we will automatically send you your planner. Uh, we will and we can announce the winners. If you guys are into that, we can announce the winners on our social media so that people know that, you know, that they're one of the first seven or whatever. Um, and we'll get it mailed out to you immediately. Evelyn is really good about mailing things out. I am not. That's why I'm glad I got them sent to her because I was like, I am terrible at mailing things. And I know that she'll get them mailed out really quickly to you guys. So again, that's patreon.com slash the witch is grim. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We can't wait to see you on Patreon. You'll get uh, the $5 also gets special access to us and behind the scenes of our episodes. So you don't just get the planner. You also get some other cool things. Yes. And we're going to- On we want- Friday, the 21st, we're going to be live on Instagram. So if you are on uh, TikTok. So if you do want to see the planners, we'll show them on there. 
Yes. And so this will, this episode will, will air in the morning and we won't go live until the evening on TikTok. So, or the afternoon. So three 30 mountain standard time is when we'll go live on um, TikTok. So if you would like to take a look at the planner and see what it's about, or just ask us questions or just come hang out, you can come hang out with us on TikTok. You got to be following us. I'm Mystic Rebel Woman. Lacey is the Wanderlust Mystic. Uh, and if you guys are following us on there, then you know you will see that we're live and you can come hang out with us. And um, we're going to post this on our Instagram as usual. Tell us if there's a cult you think we should cover. Did you find any of the information interesting? Um, is there something you'd like to add? Did you love this? Give us feedback. We would love to have that. You can also send us a voice message on Anchor and we can feature it in the, epi- the next coming episodes. And we absolutely love you guys. We love your support. We love hearing from you. We love the DMs. We love the messages. We love, you know, we <laughs> love when you guys tag us. We, we love that stuff keep that coming thank you so much for doing that we wouldn't be doing this without you we'd be talking to nobody it'd be really really (laughs) weird um so and and we'll see you guys in the next episode we hope you enjoy the season all right witches and witchlings that does it for another episode of the witches grim if you enjoyed this episode feel free to share it with family and friends or head on over to whichever platform you're listening on and leave us a five-star review we post new content every friday if you'd like to stay up to date or engage with us you can head on over to our instagram or our facebook or leave an audio comment on our anchor app where we might feature you in a future episode and if you'd like to further support this channel head on over to patreon at patreon slash the witches grim until next time witches and witchlings keep making magic